0: Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey, friends, my name is Murray Miller, and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast, where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry, and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back. Today we are taking on a brand new topic. We are going to be talking about the FIRE Movement. Have you heard of this? It stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. This is something that is very, very exciting uh, for me, kind of something that gained a lot of popularity and obviously got my attention, so I wanted to podcast about it. But before I do that, I just want to say it is great to be back. Great to be back behind the microphone. All the traveling that I talked about in my previous podcast is over temporarily. We've just recently secured our lease. We're going to be moving out to Arizona for the winter, and I'm excited about that. But we've got a couple of months here. Left in New England, that we're just going to be enjoying the holidays and family. And I have been working with so many of you, and I have to tell you, it's exciting. Uh, Just a shout out to uh, Kelly and Dana and Zyla and David and Stephen and Britt and Lisa, Melissa, and Brian, George. Carolyn and Chris, Sophia and Barney, all these guys that we just put together plans and you know what? You got to be careful for what you wish for because I ask people all the time, get in touch with me. If you hear something on this podcast that makes sense to you and that you want to speak with me and you guys reached out to me and we put together plans for you and I love that but it does take time. Sometimes it takes, you know, three, four, five, six weeks to put these plans together for people so that takes me away from doing the podcasting but it's exactly what I wanna be doing because financial independence is so important to me. It's so important to my family that we just built this entire podcast okay. around it. So I'm excited and I think that um, today, if you haven't heard of FIRE, um, you could get fired up by listening to well this, this movement that's been taking place out there Um, And I want to know what you think about it after I've done uh, describing it to you, where you stand on this whole FIRE movement and how it makes you feel and if it's something that you feel as though you're part of or you want to be, um, you know, have this community as part of your uh, support group. So let's talk about what it is and and how I've come to understand it. Um, If you do have, or you think you've known a little bit about the fire movement, you might think it's somewhat culty. I mean, that's the first impression that I got of it. This is, and I don't mean culty in a bad way. I think it's, it's a culture of people that are all on track and wanting to do the same thing. And there's support that goes into this. So you know if the idea of early retirement seems like a novelty and not something that sounds reasonable to you or if you think that um, it simply doesn't make any sense why you would save and, and save and save and maybe scrimp a little bit over the years to stop working and retire early and continue to live a life where you maybe are you know not spending a lot of money or spending as little as possible. Those are some of the things that are part of the fire movement, but there's been some aspects of it that have branched off and have other areas of growth, like Fat Fire and Coast Fire, that I'll talk about a little bit. That actually um, might hit something that is more exciting to you. That maybe uh, you know, living uh, you know, just under your means is not exactly what you were hoping to do. You wanted to go a little further than that, so. Whatever it is that you end up believing, I know that there are some things about the FIRE movement that I like and that I think you'll like too, and some things maybe that you're not so on board with. But like any advice that you hear on a podcast or read online, rather than dismiss it and move on. I always want to understand it. I, I, I just wanted to understand why so many people were such huge fans of this and why it's gaining so much momentum. And if so many people love an idea, and I can't see why, then I'm going to spend some time trying to understand it because there's something there. And obviously there is. I mean, I'll uh, in my own personal life, I think of it just like with uh, cryptocurrency. I didn't understand it at first, and frankly, I'm still learning a lot about it, but I did dive in, and I did learn what I could as fast as I could, and I dipped my toe in the water, and I started to invest, and slowly and methodically picked up the pace, and now it's become a more significant part of my portfolio, and the same thing goes for NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens. If you've never heard of these, they're gaining popularity too, and it was honestly my 21-year-old son who came to me and started explaining to me how these things work, something that he was In tune with. And guess what? I still don't fully understand how it works, but I'm open to it and I learned and I'm investing in it and I'm learning more about it. So like that, let's unpack the fire movement on today's podcast and hopefully you can come away with a greater understanding too. So I think um, how we approach life is often influenced um, by how you were raised. It's important to understand that your view of the world is colored by the scripts of your life, how you were raised. My grandparents, for example, were first-generation immigrants to the United States from Italy. My mom and dad were not college-educated. However, I learned from a young age that it was my job and something that I had to do was to get good grades in school and to fend for myself and to make my own income. So grades were important and I knew good grades could eventually lead to to a better job or a better career and ultimately, hopefully, have a better life. So I went after good grades while I was in high school. And for the most part, I did okay. I mean, I got B's mostly, a few A's, and occasional C's scattered in. And then I graduated high school and was immediately blindsided by my lack of planning. I had no idea what was gonna happen after that. Didn't have the money to go to college. I did have a burning desire to succeed, but I was clueless as far as what the next step was. So instead of doing nothing, I pretty much tried everything. I began working multiple jobs. I was putting myself through college on a part-time basis. And, you know, now if I took the one skill that I learned through school, which was how to get good grades and, you know, study on my own and and work hard for a grade, and I applied that to my life, what was the purpose? What was the purpose of that skill set? It was, to me, it was to make money. Good grades equaled a good job, which equaled good income, which equaled a good life, right? So that was simple enough for me. I mean, naturally through these jobs, I had started to learn about making money, and it got me excited and focused on building an even better income um, and thinking of other ways that I could generate revenue. So I did that. I worked harder. I tried being uh, open to new ideas and possibilities, and I used my inherent grit that I had learned throughout my youth to begin building wealth. Um, By the time that I was running on all cylinders, when I really started feeling like I had this going on, I stumbled onto the financial services business, and I began to realize there was a more systematic approach to how to build wealth, and I began to see money and financial freedom from a new perspective. And I think um, that it wasn't that extreme when I started realizing, hey, this is possible. I can do what these other people have done. Fire wasn't yet a popular acronym. Um, it, you know, the whole idea of early retirement was a simple math equation, and it was just you know when you had enough money to retire <clears throat> and live off of the you know um, investments, then you could continue, con- You could con- either continue to work or consider retirement at that point. Save up your money, spend less, invest more and then retire when you want to, preferably earlier than the socially acceptable and completely arbitrary date of age 65. So um, is the fire movement a cult? I don't know. I, I mean, the fire movement, to me, has a lot of the hallmarks of a cult, with one of them being extremely adamant fans of you know, hey, this is amazing, and they just can't stop talking about it. I mean, there's an old joke about how the hardest part of building a small business is working it into every conversation so you can network your business. Sometimes it can feel like the fire movement has that aspect of it. My initial curiosity was that this fairly simple idea, spend less and be frugal, was given an acronym that people latched onto and they became very adamant about it. I mean, what's the big deal here? I didn't understand why it was so popular. After all, I've been living that way for years, Um, not necessarily being super frugal, but having an abundance attitude and an abundance of money to do the things I wanted to do when I wanted to do them and it just took time to develop more of an abundance so there was a lot more money than what I was spending it on but I still to this day I mean I have limits everyone probably has limits uh, as far as how much they'll spend on certain things and what they value Um, so it wasn't until I realized that were literally tons and tons of people who were stuck in jobs that they absolutely hated. I mean, I had a few jobs in my youth that I hated, you know, whether you don't like the work itself, or you just hate the stress that it brings on to you, or maybe you just didn't like the people that you were working with, you know, some people hated the customers that they dealt with, whatever the reason was, they were miserable, and they can't leave because they need the money. I think the fire movement became their thing outside of work that allowed them to see greener grass, I guess. There was a thing that they could work towards rather than look at their own situation in despair. I think this is why um, there were so many fierce proponents of fire when you wouldn't expect, expect such an emotional charge over budgets and being frugal. But uh, once I understood that extreme example, that it was easier to understand how fire was a goal, a good goal, a good thing for everyone, even those that were maybe happy with their jobs. They did like what they did, but there were different flavors, as I talked about earlier, of, of, of fire, which one of them is called fat fire, which I like, because it's like being much more abundant, you know, building towards uh, something that's more abundant as, as opposed to being super frugal. And then there's coast fire, which is, you know, how much money you can visual visualize you would need so that you wouldn't have to work, that you could coast. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, you, you you'll just get by and you'll never have to worry about paying your bills. So there's different versions of it. Fire, I think, is a great goal. Even if you don't retire early and you're getting yourself psyched up, however you do it, And it's a good thing regardless um, because I think everyone could use some kind of a budget plan um, and budget is not a bad word. We all have to live within our means and you know, hopefully, you know, you can you can have a, um, a stress free financial life, which is the whole point behind this the whole point behind this fire movement and I think the whole point behind the the family business podcast if I'm being honest. So um, I mean, I believe there's, there's no single way to achieve this type of uh, freedom. I mean, I grew up thinking that everyone did the same thing. They got good grades. They got in, Some got into a good college. Others got a good job. There was this invisible script, again, that was written from my childhood. And I think many of us carry that with us into adulthood. But after I started my own business and met more people, I learned that life is far more complicated than that. The path of a corporate or government employee is much different than that of a highly educated physician or dentist or a car mechanic or a plumber or any small business owner, really. I mean, we don't realize how much of our life is one big echo chamber. It's like the Hall of Mirrors in Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. When you go to an academically strong school many of the students there are also on that same trajectory, that same path. Good grades and a good degree will lead to greater opportunities and a better job, and better job means more money. And that's the way. Confirmation is all around us, right? But if money is the goal, and it's more or less the goal because you have to pay for things, then there are many paths to achieving it. And if you don't believe that, Um, you know, here's the deal. Call up a plumber and find out how much it costs to have them come out and diagnose your problem. I know in the Boston area, it's going to cost you a minimum of $100 just to get them to your house, just to have them show up. You need uh, HVAC services? Huh, that's the same thing, $100 just to come out. Plus, you have to wait a couple of days before they can get there. So, yeah. And, and here's the thing. These guys, these tradesmen, they didn't have to go to the same four years of college and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in tuition, but they have, they're highly skilled professionals. And I had to get over this. And meeting some of the smart tradespeople that I've met over the years and become friends with, it makes me fully understand the appeal of FIRE. Fire isn't about just higher income or a sexy job title, it's about building a life that you truly wanna live. It's about abandoning what society and marketing deems as important and finding it for yourself. Marketing, uh, I've seen these commercials just recently because we're getting close to the holidays. Marketing says it's totally normal to buy your spouse a luxury car with a massive red bow without consulting them. There are a lot of society norms that I think are being just challenged by this new movement. I mean, some of the old financial rules of thumb, like, say, buying a house is better than renting because you're throwing your money away. If you're renting a house, that's not necessarily true. Or if you were to ask any single woman how often they're asked by their friends and family, um, when are you going to get married? Or even if you were to ask a married childless woman how often she's asked when she's going to have kids. These are societal norms, right? Well, FIRE says you have to save up, invest wisely, and you can tell society to go pound sand. I get that now. FIRE is a community. It's a support group. Society isn't about saving money and trying to invest it for the long term, it's more about the short term dopamine hits that you get with living, you know, you only live your life once YOLO, right? Because marketing, that is the lifestyle that's much more profitable from a marketing standpoint. So when you decide to abandon the society, um, normal, acceptable YOLO culture, you need to find an echo chamber that echoes what you want. And that is why I think FIRE has just ballooned in popularity. If the people around you don't support your pursuit of financial independence, you'll want to find folks that really do and use them as your support group. At the end of the day, I think that there's a lot of math behind FIRE, so FIRE can just be used when you strip away any preconceived notions about what you should be doing or what is expected of you, it's easy to see that an impersonal, non-judgmental view of FIRE is that it is a math problem that you can solve. You can reach financial independence. It's simple, it's not easy, but it's simple. You need to just save enough, invest enough, and then fund the rest of your life. Whether that's increasing your income or increasing the pace at which your wealth grows through investing and decreasing your expenses, the math is clear. You just need to amass enough wealth so that based on your rate of consumption, what you purchase, it can fund the rest of your life. This is why I love residual income. So much of Um, You know, the Family Business Podcast was built around that. If you haven't already downloaded my free ebook, The Eight Sources of Residual Income, you should do that. You can simply go to my website, which is thefamilybusiness.info, and instantly download it. It's, It's a light read. It's like maybe 45 minutes, but it gives you Uh, you know, a good approach to these eight different sources that I've identified then and I I feel strongly one or two of them are going to jump out at you and put you on the path to financial freedom. So it gives you the opportunity to define your own retirement. The second part of FIRE is what was the easiest for me to understand, which is early retirement. Early retirement is probably much easier than you think it is. As I shared in a recent podcast, I was prepared to retire personally after selling my national college planning company, um, but when, to me, retirement didn't mean stop working, it just meant stop working in that manner where I had employees and partners and vendors and all of the things that I had to do on a daily basis in order to make that company run. Making the choice to abandon that was hard, especially, you know, when I'm fired up and still have a lot more in the tank. So when I heard about fire and how these folks were retiring, quote unquote, I found it super in line with my beliefs because number one, you didn't have to hate your job or hate your work or what you did for a living. Number two, most of us never do the math on how much money you need to fund the lifestyle that you want. Number three, To me, it's not ridiculous to retire before you have to. (laughs) You can retire anytime you want to. And moreover, there are a lot of people that do hate their jobs. And there are a lot of people who have done the math and they can also always go back to work if they want to. And I think that you can define retirement however you want. Traditionally, when someone has had a long career and retired in their 60s and they retired to a life of leisure, I think that's great. I mean, that's something that, you know, is more the standard in today's society, but those who wanna contribute and continue and take on encore careers, and some do it for the love of money and what good they can do with that, and some where compensation wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, monetary, but it was supported by causes they believed in or social impact or personal meaning and other reasons. I mean, if you believe retirement only means the end of work, you might reconsider this. Retirement isn't about not working. It's about working on the things that you want to. So as I close today, I think we can conclude that most everyone wants financial independence. Not everyone wants to make the sacrifices it takes to save enough to retire early, whatever that means to you, but Uh, I think that's totally okay. I think that there are a lot of great takeaways from the FIRE movement, even if you don't wanna retire early or you don't wanna be extremely frugal when you retire or anything else that you find unappealing about it. You know, I I made a post on social yesterday um, that said the intention is nothing without action, but action is nothing without intention. And the post got a lot of feedback and reactions, it's still coming in today. And I think uh, the most valuable piece about the FIRE movement is that you have to be intentional with your decisions. Don't do things simply because of an invisible script that says so. Do it because it's the right thing for you. So what I'd love you to do now is you make a comment on one of our social media posts. We, you, know, you can follow us on Instagram or LinkedIn or uh, on Facebook. And tell us, what were your biggest takeaways when you listen to me talk about the FIRE movement? What are the biggest takeaways that you can pass on to someone else? We'd love to have your engagement on that. And I look forward to seeing you again on the flip side. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to the familybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you. Find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.